what's up hybrids welcome back to another episode of the phantom hybrid podcast this is hanako and i am here with michelle and we are discussing the first episode of season seven of outlander and i am going to make this disclaimer right now michelle you are not allowed to go on any vacations at any given time when we have new shows premiering episodes because not being able to talk about this show for the last two weeks has been horrible i cannot believe you put me through that and you are not allowed (laughs) to do that ever again no vacations no cruises yes yes it was hard once i was in the area with internet i was able to No, I tried not to see any spoilers, see any clues to what the episodes were about. I knew I was going to be two episodes behind. Mm -hmm. I was like, don't just just don't get on your phone. Don't even worry about it. Did you were you able to stay spoiler free until you were able? Um, One thing popped up, but it wasn't anything that would clue me in or anything. It just said something concerning when we talk about episode two. And I'll say say something about that then. Oh, okay, okay. Well, cool. Well, all right. Let's get into this episode because um, one thing I will say is it seems like they are going to quickly tie up storylines from last season. We're not going to have to linger on a lot of stuff um, that was very evident with the end of this episode. With, yes, it was. Uh, the conversation with uh, Jamie and Mr. Brown, but we'll get into that. We'll right. Into that. That's why my name is tied up with a nice bow because that's <laughs> what it felt like. It did. It did. I didn't even. I didn't even change my name. I don't know. I don't know what I want it to be. But um, okay. So let's let's start with this episode. So of course, at the end of last season, you know, we ended with Richard Brown coming to take Claire so that she could be tried for the murder of Malva Christie. Jamie ended up going with her and so did Tom Christie just to ensure that Jamie and Claire would be treated fairly. So what happens at the end of the episode is, of course, Richard Brown's men, they separate Jamie and Claire. They take Jamie to the cliffs. Uh, Supposedly, they're going to send him back to Scotland, but we find out that they're actually just going to kill him and just be done Mm -hmm. with him. And then Claire is taken to a town that has a judge because you know one of the issues they had was that they were going to towns and there were no judges there were no magistrates because of the civil unrest with the rebels and all of the government people fleeing for their lives so that's where we are at the end of last season we start out this episode and i will say that opening scene was very jarring for me because i knew that wasn't something that happened i knew it wasn't real but still it was just the fact that we see a scene where Claire is taken to the gallows and she has a noose placed around her mm-hmm. neck and Richard Brown is there in the crowd looking like he is pleased as punch. And then they push her off and she is actually hung. Now I knew that that wasn't real, but just the visual of it, like how close Claire is to actually dying. I was so disturbed. It was hard to see. I was disturbed. Mm-hmm. And then I thought it was Claire, like maybe having a dream or, you know, kind of panicking. But no, it was Jamie. I thought it was real. And I was thinking, oh, Jamie's about to come in, shoot the rope or something. Girl, you know they're not going to kill Claire off. Look, they got nine. Real. This is someone's dream. 
No, I thought we were going to be close. Like, she was going to be right there on the edge, and he was going to come in and save her. I don't or think they would have done that after what happened with Roger. Roger. Yeah. And I was like, I okay, we're going to get here. I'm like, okay, maybe, you know, Christy about to do something. I'm like, nah, this is not a dream. Okay, because I know it's not otherwise real. Right, because she was just sitting there dangling. I was just like, yeah. The nerve of them showing that to us, but it was Jamie. Basically, you know, we get his voiceover. He's talking about his fears. He was like, okay, I can't let my fears take over me. I know you're not dead. I would have felt it if you were. Now I need to go get my wife. So you see him and Ian start on this journey on horseback to go get Claire. Meanwhile, Claire is in the jail and she's making acquaintance with her cellmate and the um the lady who's in charge of the the prisoners and mm -hmm. they're having some conversations and one of the things that tripped me out was Claire's voiceover because she was talking about how she couldn't tell the other ladies just how long this war was going to be on because they were talking about oh yeah you want to look you don't want you don't want them to rush you to trial because if they can't try you they can't hang you so, yes, we're going to sit here for a while. You know, it might be a few months because the magistrates are all, you know, gone. They're they're fleeing for their lives again. And Claire says something about in her uh, in her voiceover. She says something about um, how she knew how long this was going to be. And it would probably be months that they would have to sit there with no one to rescue them. I said, must have forgot who she was married to. She wasn't talking about herself. Look, no, she wasn't she talking about herself. We, we okay, because I when I was thinking she wasn't really thinking about herself, I thought she was thinking about these poor young ladies. I was like, Cause cause clearly, they, you know, clearly, first of all, if even your husband, your daughter, your son-in-law, you got a whole slur of family who will come and rescue from prison. Right. Well, I mean, if you think about it from Claire's point of view, Roger and Brianna are gone. They're gone to Edenton so that Roger can study to be a minister. At right. But point, he's going to have to come back. He's going to have to come back. But who knows how long that's going to be? And no one there. If, if you think about the way the the crowd was, the, um, you know, the, the residents of Fraser's Ridge, when Richard Brown came to take Claire, most of them were siding with Richard Brown. Because they yeah, but I'm not talking about him. that family. I'm talking about her immediate family. Even know, if she had to be I'm in prison is, for six months. No, what I'm right. saying is, though, uh, Roger and Brianna, even if they do come back, they're supposed to be gone for two months. So even if they do come back two months later, who's going to tell them where Claire is? Nobody at that point knows where Claire is because the town that Richard Brown was supposed to take her to mm -hmm. doesn't have a judge. So remember, they've ridden over 200 miles roger and brianna wouldn't even know where to start so no, but, realistically we're gonna put them out the way because they're yeah not, but they're what i learned about jamie right but what i learned what i learned about i mean i'm just saying just in case jamie was around she would have got rescued what i have learned about these ladies though they have a good gossip system that is better than social media so we would know her family would have figured out where she was probably because so. they talk <laughs> probably so but um yeah i i just found that funny i was like claire do you not remember who you married to do you yeah that's why that's why that's why i didn't even think travel through time and space to be together you really think jamie is gonna be like 
oh, I'm just, I'm not going to search high and low. I mean, Claire, you did it for him when he was taken by the English. You traveled the whole freaking countryside, dancing in taverns, trying to figure out where the hell he was. So, of course, right. he's going to come and rescue you. That's right. So, that's why I didn't even take her serious. She talking about these other ladies going to be in this prison for a while. <laughs> she knows she was getting out. Right. Mm -mm -mm. But, um, so we had that opening scene. And then, of course, here we go. Some men, one in uniform, one not quite in uniform, come to the uh, jail. They're looking for the healer. And they're like, what is she here for? And no one can seem to tell them or no one will seem to tell them what she's there for. They're like, oh, okay, well, what's her name? Miss Sadie, who was in there for forgery. She tells them, uh, oh, well, she's in here for forgery. I'm the murderess. You, I'm, you know, I'm not the one you want. Take her, take her. So, of course, Claire gets to a ship. She's being brought aboard to see about the governor's wife, who is heavily pregnant and apparently not feeling well. And they are fleeing for their lives as well because the townspeople have rebelled. They were trying to attack the governor. Now, is it just me? Or does Claire need to just stay away from boats? She just need one. She needs to stop being kidnapped. She needs to stay away from boats. It never works out well for her. No, never. It never works out well for her. So here she never. is on this boat. She's on this boat. You know, the, the governor's wife figures out who she is. And, she, you know, she's got, oh, yeah, you're notorious. Oh, are you going to take my baby? Are you going to harm my baby? You're the one who cut the baby out of your husband's Just all this stuff. All the information. And I'm thinking, you fleeing for your life on this boat, and you got all the tea. All the tea. I said, well, damn, they don't even Man, have. You are quite the talk of the town. Of course, she's going to get all the gossip. All of it. But she knew everything. She was like, yeah, my husband doesn't pay attention to this kind of stuff. He's And he's no good with names, not like I am. I know Claire was sitting there like, oh, can I go back to the jail now? <laughs> but, you know, she wins over the governor's wife. You know, when, once she makes it very obvious that she knows what she's doing, she knows what she's talking mm -hmm. about. She's like, look, I didn't kill her. I, I'm a healer. That's kind of contrary to what I do. And it's like, even though the woman kept talking, kept talking, Claire never lost her temper. Claire just kept on was like, okay, look, I'm here to help you. So that's what I'm go going to do. You need to stop taking all the shit you've been taking. <laughs> all the tonics. Are you taking all of these tonics at once? I take one in the morning before breakfast. I take one before brunch. I take one before I go to sleep. I was like, Lady, you got too much shit in your system. Right. That's why your ass sick. Like, stop. And then she's like, aren't you going to let my blood? There's Y'all ain't learned by this point that that does not work. Doesn't help anybody. Oh, so anyway, Claire is, you know, she's, she's on this boat. She goes to talk to the governor about things that you know his wife is going to need and what they what they need to do she was like look she needs to she needs to go back you need to have a a doctor and he was like um excuse me you are the doctor you are here and she was like well when are you taking me back um have, if you haven't noticed my wife is pregnant you're not going back i was like here we go that me too i was like they better not go off the seat i can't do this i can't do this right now because I to be honest with you 
to be honest with you, since I have not read the books, I don't know where we're going. So I'm thinking, are we about to have another journey on the seas? So, I okay. mean, here's the funny thing, because if I'm not mistaken, I think that the events that's happening here happens in book, I want to say six, Echo mm-hmm. the Bone. And if you remember me telling you, that's where I stopped reading because they're on this boat and they have to deal with pirates and they have to deal with this and that and the other. And I was like, is this where we are in the story? Because I don't know, because um, I don't know if you've heard any news since you've been back because you were gone for what, a week and a half? Mm -hmm. So they've discussed that Outlander's final season or these last two seasons will cover the rest of the books that's out so far so they're gonna go all the way to book nine okay so i'm like y'all not gonna give us the book 10 stuff y'all can't wait yeah that's what i was about to say what about book 10 right especially since book 10 has the also important reveal about jamie being in the square you know his ghost being in the square Mm -hmm. that's when that information is supposed to be put into the story so i'm like gonna close the show out and not do that unless they're gonna have diana come in and say okay this is kind of sort of where you need to steer the story but i don't know because that's a lot you're talking one two three you're talking three books and that's a lot of material now granted they have 16 episodes this season but next season i think if i'm not mistaken i think it's not as many it's only a seven or eight episode season Mm -hmm. So how are you going to do all of this? Well, like we said, they seem to be cl- clearing up some storylines. Right. In this one, at least, you know. Or they'll be at the end and they'll be like, to find out more, you need to read book 10. They're not going to do that because they've diverged from the book. Already. I know, but they better give me, they better tie it up with the bow at the end of this. They Yeah, they, they better make it make it make they would have some a 10 just in case i don't read book 10 they need to have some a 10 in there well i've already decided because they are taking aspects from all of the remaining books and putting them into this season and next season i'm just gonna wait to read the books because i don't want to do that whole oh this is what they kept in this is what they took out and how is this gonna i don't want to do that so i'm just gonna wait until the end of next season and then i'll start again from the beginning i may start from the beginning before that and read up until where we are in the story mm-hmm. but anything past that i'm just gonna have to be patient and wait yeah because I'm gonna do the I, same I don't want to i don't want to look at it and be like oh this is what they kept oh they should have given us another season to fully explore that yeah i'm away i'm away okay so claire's on the boat jamie is on his way to find her and of course they do this like literally ships crossing in the night she gets taken and literally a few hours later jamie and ian show up in town tom christie is coming out of the jail and he's like she's gone jamie is like you were supposed to keep track of her uh excuse me he's not he's not a guard claire is a prisoner and I don't know how they do jail back then, but I know here you have to have special permission in order to see visitors when you are locked up because you are supposedly a criminal. They're not going to give you any special considerations. Tom They're Chris not. Like, the guard wouldn't let me sit out here all night. I have a right. question. He would have, though. 
He would have. That's how he said it. He was like, you were supposed to be watching her. But the girl wouldn't let me sit here all night. I came first thing this morning and she was already gone. Right. Like, dude, I tried. (laughs) So, of course, Jamie goes into the uh, jail. He questions the ladies. He finds out that Claire's been taken. So now he's got to go off and look for her again. I was like, you know what? They just, you know, we had this conversation last season. And we were like, are they supposed to be together? Because they sure are going through a lot. Now, I still feel in my heart of hearts, Claire and Dame, Jamie are, are destined. But good grief. They, they, but they keep getting pulled away from each other. Oh, my God. And then not only that. So while Jamie is in town, he notices a very recognizable horse. You know, he just kind of looks at it. And I was like. I think I know who that horse belongs to. Didn't confirm it until the end of the episode. But Jamie is in town like, okay, one, I got to figure out how to get my wife back. Two, I got to take care of this motherfucker who's the reason why she's in this position in the first place because the horse belongs to Richard Brown. Mm-hmm. On top of that, Claire is on the ship. She goes to talk to the governor. And who is there? But Major McDonald. And I was like, dude, can y'all not get away from the scummy red coats? Like everywhere you go. And this guy, like, this is the man who Jamie pissed off when he was like, yeah, you know what? You can have your red coat when Myrta died. Right. So he is just bursting at the gills to tell the governor everything he can about Claire. Oh yeah, she's the she's the one that supposedly murdered the woman and took her child out the belly. Isn't your wife pregnant? That's who you have. Hmm, you may want to read. I was like, you know what this. <laughs> but when oh. they, but when she first, when they first two was in the room, it was like Claire kept cutting them off when he was trying to get all the information out there. She was trying. She was. I, and then, I said, yeah, that's not that's not gonna work. Yeah, he, he gonna get it out. He about to spill all the tea. Oh yeah, and by the way, her husband is a traitor. He's one of the rebels. He's not. He's not on. He, he he's going against the crown. I was like, <laughs> and they just catch a break. But I like the fact that she held her own with the governor. You know, she basically mm-hmm. was like, "Look, you need me to help your wife. This is what the real deal is." Blah blah blah. I I need some. What, what did she say? I need some supplies in order to treat your wife, especially after you just told me that I can't go back. Like I don't know anybody else who would want to go back to jail, but I think in this situation, Claire would because she doesn't know where they're going. She has mm-hmm. no way to really tell Jamie where they are. She doesn't even know if Jamie is alive at this point because again, they were separated, and this is Richard Brown and his people, so. Her thing is, okay, let me get some supplies. Let me write this note. And and the note gets to Tom Christie. Now, Tom Christie sits there and he examines the note. And when he was reading the note, the way he was looking, I was like, yeah, they're going to reveal that he's in love with her. It's, it's kind of obvious at this point that's where they're going. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, it's like when he reads the little line in the in the note that we find out later means my husband, that I feel like 
you know, we were so, I won't say conflicted about Tom Christie in the last season, but he just was not a likable person when we first meet him. And then you yes. kind of see him soften a little bit towards the end of the season mm -hmm. to the point where we are, we discussed, okay, yeah, he might have some feelings for Claire or he might feel overly protective or he might feel guilty. Oh no, this dude is in love with her, but not so in love with her that he's like, okay, I'm not going to tell her husband. I'm going to go and rescue her or whatever. Cause he, it's not him. Yeah. And she don't want him. She want her husband. Mm -hmm. So finally he gives, he gives the note to Jamie. He was like, Hey, I know where Claire is. Here's the note. Jamie makes it over to the boat. He sees Claire reunion. Yay. I'm like, okay, they about to get her off this boat. I should have known better. It's not going to be that easy. It's not going to be that easy because the governor takes Jamie to task for betraying the crown. And then he's like, okay, I'll give you your wife back when you go home to Fraser's Ridge and you get me 200 soldiers to fight for the crown and you come back. I was like, well, this is not happening. I'm saying they're about to uh, kidnap Claire off this boat. Right, That's what I right. thought. I was like, they're going to wait in the middle of the night. I they have a escape plan. Know. Jamie about to come get his wife. And that's literally what Jamie is playing. <laughs> right. It's like, I'm not bringing no 200 soldiers. He was like, I don't even have 200 soldiers. And think about it. Half the people on the ridge right now don't really like him because they think he slept with Malva Christie. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's not going to happen. I was like, yeah, if you heard this much about Jamie's character and his, his reputation... I'm sure you've heard the other bits. This might not be the fight that you want, especially when you don't have all of your resources on hand because mm -hmm. you are fleeing for your own life. Jamie could have came back with the rebel soldiers and been like, here, I found this boat. Here, come help me rescue my wife. And y'all, right. he could have easily done that. And he would. For and they would have killed everybody on the boat, even, your, even his wife. And so pregnant wife. Child. Right, so. But Jamie doesn't run better. One, he sends Ian home to the ridge. And I was thinking, at that point, I was like, why are you sending Ian home? Ian could clearly help you in this situation if you are planning to just go and, you know, escort uh, Claire off the boat. But Tom Christie at that point takes Jamie to the side and he was like, look, um, so what we're going to do is I'm going to confess. Now, before we go there, the reason I say he may have sent Ian home was just in case he does rescue Claire and they send people to the ridge, Ian can protect everyone who's at the ridge. That's true. Lizzie, That's true. you know, the twins. So I'm like, he's like, okay, let me send him there because they're going to come looking for us and want to burn things down tear things down because me and Claire are gonna go into hiding yeah yeah because he, well, he he wouldn't be able to go back to the ridge at least not for a while mm -hmm. I would think he would probably maybe I don't I don't know would he go to New Newburn to Ferguson Mars no because he wouldn't put them in danger so yeah they no run. they'll be in hiding yeah but at the time I was like um Ian is quite proficient with that bow you might need that yeah so I, you, I think he was sending the governor him. from from the water and just be done with it. But I think it's sad that we're playing the man's murder. But anyway, 
we we just knew it was it was gonna happen at some point. Jamie was gonna get his wife back. There was no question about that. But then, like I said, Tom Christie pulls him to the side and he confesses to Malva's murder. Now, Jamie is not stupid. No. Jamie is like, like you didn't do this. You didn't do this. And not only that, because of the type of person that Tom Christie is, he would not have let Claire go through what she had gone through if he was the one that was really guilty. So at this point, once he confesses this and he and Jamie are having this conversation, you don't know if it's that he he actually did it. Maybe it was an accident, you know, Mm -hmm. or if he knows who did it. My thought was he knows who did it, which preliminarily leads me to think he's he might be protecting his son because Mm -hmm. you remember Alan was very overprotective of Malva and he was, you know, when Claire was still trying to befriend her last season, even after the allegations, he was the one that was like, you stay away from her. You right. You know, and he was acting funny at that funeral. So I still very, yeah. is a little suspect. Yeah. But I know it's not daddy. So, you know. I don't think Tom Christie has it in him. Not not to that Mm-mm. point. I mean, granted, yes, we know that he was in Arsmur because he was a Jacobite, which means he fought in a war, which means he probably killed people. But war this is, is different. one thing. Yeah, this and is different. the way that Malva was killed was so... That was, that was personal. We said that that was personal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if it was that you know, if he was the one that did it, if he did it because she shamed the house, she shamed the family, if he did it because he was pissed at her, you know, if he found out, she, he could have found out that she was lying and got pissed off about that. Like, you made me go accuse an innocent man of this, you know, ruining his reputation, ruin, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, it seems like Tom Christie would, th- that would matter to him. You know, as, as as much of a religious man he is and as much of a quote-unquote righteous man he is. So it was possible. But I don't think he did it. Jamie doesn't think he, he did it, but he convinces Jamie in such a way that I think Jamie suspects why he's going to do it. But he was like, I can't, your wife needs to be here with you. You need to be here with your wife. You are, you know, he admits you are, you are a person that I respect. And I would hope the same of me. Like when he asked Jamie, you know, he said, what did he say? You spoke so eloquently about such and such. I wonder if, if I died, oh, about Malva. I wonder what would you say, you know, at my funeral? And he makes Jamie tell him. And Jamie also admits that he respects him as well. Yeah, it was so was beautiful. Like, that was nice. Was. It was. Because he was also was. honest. Yeah. He was also honest. Mm-hmm. Like your ass stubborn. Right. But <laughs> it was it was a nice, it was a nice change from the push and pull of you know mm-hmm. what they what they went through mm-hmm. last season. So mm-hmm. anyway, Tom Christie comes to the boat. Claire sees him and she's kind of confused because she's like, um, Jamie's supposed to be coming back. What are you doing here? And he actually gets the guard to let him have some time with Claire before 
he goes to the governor and he confesses to her that he killed Malva, blah, blah, blah. And she's looking at him like, I don't believe you. Why would you do this? And that's when he confesses to her that he loves her. He was like, you know, I've always wondered if I was worthy of love or if I would find love, the right, you know, the right kind of love. And then he talks about Malva's mother. And yes. that's when we find out for sure that Malva is not his daughter. She's actually his niece. While he was in Ardsmuir, his wife took up with his brother. Right. And it wasn't her first time doing that. It's not like, you know, you know, you, you will be like, oh, you know, they were close because he was in prison. Nah, she was doing this before, too. Yeah. I was like, oh, poor man. She was not a, she was not a faithful woman. No. And as he said, she was a witch, she used to beguile men. And he said he saw the same in Malva. So he tells Claire that that was why he killed her. Claire is still not believing him, which good for you, Claire, because this just like, again, I don't see the, with the type of person Tom Christie is, I don't see him allowing her to go through everything that she went through. Like they shot up her house. Mm -hmm. They, they threw stones at her and you know, I don't see him allowing her to go through all of that if he knew he was guilty, if he had actually done it. So, he wouldn't have. Right. So he makes his confession to her that he loves her. And when she tries to talk him out of it, he was like, look, if I have to give my life, let it be for something worthy like this, a love worthy like this. Now, I didn't really like Tom Christie last season, but I found myself emotional at this scene I, I was like I did too and you but that's when I said you we saw it coming when he literally was like when Jamie had said earlier on that you were supposed to be watching her and he was like they wouldn't let me sit with her all night I tried so I got right. up early right. and there you got those emotions and stuff I'm like oh they softening him some mm -hmm. or whatnot because you even, really even at the end of last season, when she got locked up and he gave her the money and then he grabbed her hand. Uh -huh. I was like, yep. Yeah. So it's like, now I'm like, okay, now I need to forget that I wanted this man to fall off a horse and die. <laughs> Very emphatically, you did. <laughs> However, I still stand by, okay, now not fall off the horse and die because Claire needed him. Maybe fall off the horse and break a leg because he was still beating his daughter. This is true. Which is still, even though it's not his daughter, he's still related to her because mm -hmm. that's his brother's child. Mm -hmm. And you didn't need to get your hand fixed so that you can beat her. We have to remember these things yeah. because yeah. I will forget and feel all like, oh, he's saving her life because of love. Yes, I'm well, glad that he discovered love at the end. <laughs> I do. I think he may Everyone have discovered should. that a little bit early. And I think that might have been part of, I, at least, that's how I'm reading it. And that's how I feel. I feel like that, that might've been part of his issue with Malvin, why he was so angry with her, like angry enough to beat her because I feel like because she, um, because she accused Jamie that hurt Claire. And I think he was pissed off about that. Well, the beatings were before that. Cause we this didn't see him true. beating afterward. So true. he's been beating her, but I know why he was beating her because he was beating her because of his issues with, her mom and her yeah and one of the things and with, and one of the things that we do because we the person i'm 
related to, I live with whoever he says. We were talking <laughs> about this about how with parents, and we all do it to some degree, we sometimes take some of our past issues mm -hmm. and apply it towards our kids. Oh, so okay. for him, a lot of that beating was, yes, her mom and the issue with his brother and then how he can see her being that same person. Mm -hmm. So when he looks at her, that's all, all that trauma with her is taken upon him, not oh. her brother. Yes, let's Take not forget, her, not a brother. Let's, yeah, let's not forget to mention that his what the reason why he is a widower is because his wife was hung because she poisoned his brother. She murdered his brother. Yes. So and it's a lot of trauma. He, yeah, because he realized that Malva tried to do the same thing to Claire and him. When they got sick last mm -hmm, year, mm -hmm. everybody else had the flux. They had something that was completely different. And he tells Claire, I discovered it. You know, I realized that when I caught her with the, um, what did they call it? The sin eaters bones. Mm -hmm. And Claire was like, what? Because I think Claire still. Still thought I, that girl was innocent. Yeah, I think she still had that in her mind. Like, okay, she's yeah. innocent. This is not her. But right. then when she thought it, she was like, oh, love spell. Oh, because remember, they found remnants of love spells around the ridge. And they thought it was one of the single women. Or mm -hmm. they thought it was the, the little lady who had the crush on Roger. You know, they were like, oh, somebody's doing this. It's kind of innocent. You know, not harmful, but, you know. Her having yeah. the sin eaters fingers, that kind of means she right. might have killed the sin eaters. So yeah. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying with Chrissy, I'm I'm I hate that he took all of that and applied it towards Malva because then that pushed her to what she was doing. And I don't even necessarily think it pushed her. She was gonna do it anyway, to be honest with you, if he was mm -hmm. beating her or not. Um, but he found love and peace before the end of his life because he's just never thought he would really truly feel those feelings and he mm. does yeah so i have a little place for him he can now just fall off the horse and break a leg and not actually fall off a horse and die we'll leave okay. it at that but i'm gonna say this um your opinion as of the end of the episode like we didn't see execution we didn't see a body and what is it casey and i've been saying this a lot over the last couple he's weeks. not dead yet <laughs> you'll see a body not yes, here. but however, she doesn't have to go to jail. She's not going to be tried. She can go home, and he just has home. to sit there. She can go home. The only thing I wanted, and I was like, touch him, Claire. Like, touch his shoulder. Like, oh, give him a hug. Oh, <laughs> to Tom Christie? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she would have done that because I think she realized the enormity of his feelings for her, and one knowing that she didn't return those feelings and two knowing that it's because of those feelings that he is there ready to die for her i, I don't know think she'd have been able to even i think she might have felt like it would have been overstepping because i mean if i, I think for him her, it would be because yeah, you know yeah. he he's all he already don't didn't like when she was like trying to work on his hand and getting close to her so i felt that but i just want to say like this man is about to die for you like give him a high five or something. I mean, kiss on the cheeks. Yeah, I was like the kiss may be too much, but a little pat on the back. Thank you. You know, I will never forget you. Something she but looked at him, but, but she had honestly, tears. 
he she had tears. He didn't really give her a chance because when she got up and she, I think she started to approach him. He was like, guard, I'm ready. But she had tears in her eyes. And I think that was enough for him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I think if she had reached out to him, even in the most minute way, he probably would have lost his nerve. Yeah. He He would have broke down that. And I think there might've been like a small, tiny part of him who might've been like, oh, this is possible. You know, oh, she feels something for me. She doesn't want me to go to my death. Even though he knows in his heart that's not true. You know, we always have that little deceptive voice that's telling us things that we don't need to hear. And he might've had that voice if she had given him any kind of comfort or any kind of, any sign of affection, he probably would have been like, oh, maybe I am worthy. Maybe, maybe I don't have to, you know what I'm saying? Right. I just think however. We said something about Christy knowing and protecting, but you know what? He may not really know because he still questioned Jamie at the end about what he did. Mm -hmm. And so I want this man before he dies to get the truth too. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think the conversation that he had with Jamie, Jamie, I think that speaks volumes because for you to tell this man who you previously disliked, who you previously had no respect for, for you to tell him he is a man of honor, for you to tell him that you respect him, for you to do what you're doing so that he can be with his wife. I think I think while they were on the road with the Browns, he had more of an opportunity to observe them, just the two of them, as opposed to the two of them on the ridge with their kids, with their grandkids being people. He had an opportunity to look at Mm -hmm. the two of them and to see how close that bond is between Jamie and Claire. And I think at that point he realized there's no way in the world this man would have cheated on his wife. There's no but way. He still, but he still brought it up, though. So I think he still, he still questioned. Just a, just a, just I think he still, you movie. just don't know. He, he just don't know. But again, Jamie's like, I swore my body to this woman for the rest yeah. of my life before, I mean, during, and after just death. To be honest, just to be sure. But I think but it's more about Claire. That little, that little, yeah. that little, like I said, that little voice of doubt. Like, okay, are you sure? And, then, and even if he did, it's still this is still for Claire. He don't <laughs> you give a shit about Jamie. This is yeah, for Claire. Yeah, that's true. He that's just be true. like, I hope Claire deserve gets what she deserves. You better not have done nothing because she deserves the right. world. Right. Like you better earn this sacrifice right. I'm about to make. Right. Which I mean, he's entitled to say mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Because he's about you to die. Literally about to go. And allow yourself to be killed for something that you probably did not do. So that the woman that you love can be happy and can be Mm -hmm. safe. Mm -hmm. That's huge. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Especially for it to be someone who she has never let him on. She has never given him any indication that, oh, this is something that could be like, you are doing this purely on the strength of the love you bear for her. That's major. It is. But it goes back to like that first episode, even though it said more about, you know, men being in her bed. But, you know, she's a spirit that, you know, men are attracted to. Yeah. Because she's not like everybody else. 
Right. Yeah. Because isn't that what the woman kind of told her when she was reading her hand? Mm-hmm. I'm saying in the show. Yeah. Um, Miss yeah, Mrs. So, Graham. Yes. Yeah, so yes. um <laughs> are these men falling for? They are, but I mean, yeah, that 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 kind of tracks. But before we go to the end of what happened with with Jamie and, and Claire in this episode, let's step away from them for a minute and let's go to um, Roger and Brianna because they are in Edenton. You know, Roger's mm-hmm. there to start his ministerial training. And as he is, <laughs> I had to laugh because it was so funny. I was like, where are they going with this? So as they're sitting there trying to minister to some soldiers, you know, the soldiers are like, oh, so you fought at the Battle of Alamaz. What did you do? Carry the white flag? Because, of course, they lost. You know, the rebels did. And he was like, you know, we need to be taught how to fight and how to hold a weapon. Your book is not going to tell you that. What is in that book that's going to help me? And the the actual uh, minister looks at Roger like, here's your time to shine. So Roger says... (laughs) Float like a butterfly, sing like a bee, (laughs) and maybe God will help thee or something like that. And somebody turns and says, Ali, and Roger's looking like, and it's a Wendigo fucking Donner. I was like, okay, so we're going to see how this plays out. So Roger goes over to him. That's when Wendigo finds out. He was like, you're a traveler like me. Look, I, you know. I'm not a thief. They they got me from jail, but I'm not a thief. I just, you know, I just needed a gemstone so that I can get home. And he was like, you have to help me. And Roger's like, "What? who, who are you? Wendigo Donner. And Roger, look, it's almost like he was about to attack, but then he realized where he was and what he was doing. Right. Like, just, I, I can't go back to that life. I can't go back to I that can't life. I can't go back to that night because technically speaking, you should. Because I'm going to stab you. Right. right. Jamie said, kill them all. You are part of that all because you didn't help her. And he mm. was like, I, didn't she tell you I was going to help her? Dude, what? no. She said you didn't help her. She said you didn't help her. And like, you ran. Yes, you could have helped her, but then you left. Which, I mean, if if he is a weak enough person that he couldn't stand up to Lionel Brown, which I won't even call him weak. Like he said, they would have killed him. They would have those men. They would have. So I do feel a little sympathetic for him. I do understand what Roger. He couldn't help. To be honest with you, he couldn't help her in that situation. Let's let's be truthful. They both ended up dead. Right. It's too many of them, Mm -hmm. and just right. But of course, Brianna doesn't understand that. All she knows is this is the man who could have helped my mother, and instead stood by while she was brutally assaulted. I have no sympathy Mm -hmm. for him. And Roger is trying to not necessarily plead with her, but he's trying to say sometimes people, you know, there are situations people find themselves in where they can't speak up. They can't stand up. And she was like, you would never do that. And he was like, don't forget when I came here to find you, I got on a boat with Stephen Bonnet and I saw him throw a woman in a, I saw him throw a child off the boat because he was scared of you know this infection and the mother went after the child he was like i stood by and let that happen because for me finding you was more important or Mm. getting to you and i could you know i could have been killed as well i mean we all know what stephen bonnet was 
If Roger has stepped up against him, I mean, we saw he'll be thrown off that boat too, right? Or or worse, he could have been stabbed. He would have done something because Mm -hmm. I think throwing a woman or a child off a boat for Stephen Bonnet for the likes of him that was probably merciful. But he wouldn't have done that to a man. He wouldn't have been that merciful. He would have been cruel. Think about when we saw him in the fighting pits Mm -hmm. and he stabbed the old dude in the eyes. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't have been that. He wouldn't Mm -hmm. have been that gentle or that merciful to Roger. He would have really brutalized him and killed him and had fun while doing it. So I can understand him having sympathy for Wendigo Donner. But of Mm -hmm. course, Brianna is not going to see it in that way. And so you kind of see her and Roger have a little bit of a tiff. Because Roger is trying to help him escape so he can go home because Wendigo says that's all he wants to do. He just wants to go home. Yeah. Brianna's but, like, whatever. But Roger made perfect sense. So you really, you can't judge how someone's going to react in a situation because you don't know. It could, he could have been shocked. Like, you know, he, he, first of all, when we come in from the future to the past, we're not used to how y'all handle things. Mm-hmm. Like, he probably like, this is what we doing right now. Um, okay, I I I'm gonna try to run away from this because I don't believe in kidnapping women and do. I I'm not I'm not into this. Roger, you know he coming back. He on the boat and this man throwing a kid overboard. Like, oh, we doing this now? Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna keep my mouth closed because I gotta figure out this situation and, and stuff like you of course back. Right. Of course you want someone to help you out if you're on the other end, mm-hmm. but you don't know freezing or something like that. Cause I think there is um a side story, not a real life side story, where I think a cop went into a building and it was just him and the person who had a an assault rifle and he just had like a small pistol and they were like, Why you do something? He's like, And eh, what am I supposed to do? Right. I mean, it was them two. It was just them two in the building, but like, like his gun is over the situation. Right, his gun is all overpowering me, so I, I don't. There's no way I can work around that. So you have to sometimes think about the situation. Yeah, we would have wanted him to help Claire. He didn't. Mm-hmm. He said he tried. I don't really think he did. But if yeah, but we can still help him out so he can get home because maybe he tried to get home to his wife and kids. Yeah, we don't know. Or a I mean, fiance or a child. Well, I mean, if you think about it, he came with, um, he was one of the five members with Otter Tooth mm-hmm. who came back through the stones. And as he says, um, when they, they went through the stones at Ocracoke and they were all separated, he was like, I never saw any of them again. I didn't even go to where I was supposed to be. I came back to help the Indians, you know? So he's just, one, he's out of his time. Two, he doesn't have the people that he was with with mm-hmm. him. He didn't make it to where he was supposed to go. Then he gets into this group of people who turn out to be pretty despicable people. Correct. But these are people that are helping you, keeping you safe. Because, you know, of course, back then you're you're safer if you tra- travel in a group, especially mm-hmm. with a group like Lionel Brown. Right. So... And he doesn't love Claire. Like, boo, I, I never met you before. Right. But I mean, you would think the fact that, oh, she's a, she, she's a traveler. So maybe she can help me get home. But again, 
when it's you and this woman against what it was about 20 men yeah the math ain't mathing in that situation it's not so i mean i totally understand how he didn't help i get that would i have been pissed off yes but y'all looking at him like y'all ready to stab him in his throat give him a chance yeah let him redeem himself too yeah but again like i said i can understand coming from brianna's uh point of view i can too especially as a person who herself was been through that situation Mm -hmm. yep um yeah i can understand and eventually roger does see her point or i i guess i would say he concedes it because to, to him his relationship with brianna is more important than wendigo donner right like okay you know what let him go north he might can find his own way home he might be able to escape with mm-hmm. i i'm not gonna help him and, you know i told I, I said i pray for him and and my conscience will be clear you know at this point i'm leaving it up i'm leaving it up to god's hands so you know at this point that's all they can do because what else what else can you do are you going to break the law to help this man escape and then what happens if they find out that Roger was the one who helped him right the preacher minister man. yeah you can't right. you can't be a you can't be a minister if you're helping criminals no. what was the thing no. the minister said to him when they first got there he was like these these young men have been conscripted to go to war he was like we're not here to judge what side they fight on we're just here to offer mm-hmm. spiritual guidance Mm-hmm. And I helping the criminal escape is you kind of choosing which picking the side. Is. Yeah, it is. So yeah, when to go Donner, I I guess you're just gonna have to go to war. Cause Roger's not gonna help you, Rihanna's not gonna help you. And again, like I said, I understand Roger's reasoning, but I, I do understand Brianna's as well you know i do too and, and since that's the one you have to live with you might as well just go on ahead and be like okay you know what you don't want me who's to having your baby you? who's having your baby who is right so. by you through all of this stuff so yeah right so mm-hmm. yeah so anyway um I guess we can go talk about the end of the episode because I don't think that I think we've covered most of the episode, but mm-hmm. the really, really important stuff happens, at least for me, happens towards the end because of course Jamie gets Claire back and they're lying in bed and Claire, she looks so small, like she looks so helpless because she knows that Tom Christie lied. And she also is aware that he loves her and she feels so wracked with guilt about the fact that he is sacrificing himself so that she could be free, you know? And Jamie tries to comfort her about it. Like, look, this is his life. If this is how he chooses Mm -hmm. to, you know, if this is the path that he chooses, you have to respect him and allow him to do that. She doesn't feel good about it, but she can't do anything else about it. No, and you can't. So she falls asleep, and as soon as she's asleep, Jamie gets up and he he leaves the room. And I was like, "Is he about to go break Tom Christie?" <laughs> like that's what I'm thinking. Like, oh, she's upset about it. He's about to go break Tom Christie. 
No, what he does is so much better. Yes, girl. So we we get Richard Brown, who is there in town. I guess he was he was gonna stay until he made sure that they hung Claire. And he comes into his room, and uh, Jamie is sitting there in the corner. When I saw Jamie sitting in the corner the way he was sitting. I said, oh, this is about to be some shit. Like they're about yeah. to, I'm I'm thinking they're about to get into a fight. Mm-mm. When I say Jamie was so cool, calm, calm and collected. Very much so. And the way that he, he, so the lighting in the room, it was very dark. So you couldn't really see there was a lot of shadow. So when, when Jamie lights, I think he lit, um he lit a match or something. And so you could only see like half of his profile and the rest of it was in shadow. It was the fireplace. Yeah, the Ooh. fireplace was on. He was sitting by the fireplace. Yes. And I was like, oh, this is about to be crazy. And, you know, he just started speaking. He was like, I saw you. I saw your horse. I'd know him anywhere. I had to ride behind his butt for 200, you know, staring at his butt for 200 miles. And, and brown you gotta admit at first he seems like he wants to be tough but at the same time if jamie fraser is sitting in your room he knows that you tried to have him killed mm-hmm. oh that he's like oh so you didn't go back to scotland then he's trying to make conversation i guess trying to plan in his mind how he's about to handle this situation so jamie starts you know just Again, asking questions or saying what he's saying. You know, Richard Brown tries to offer him a drink, and Jamie's like, "I'm not your drink." He was like, "You gonna need this for after." <laughs> and Richard Brown was like, "After what?" He was like, "You're not gonna do anything." He said, "If you harm a hair on my head," he was like, "My kin will hunt you down." Jamie said, "Uh huh. I already uh-huh. took care of that." As we, my see, nephew, my nephew, uh, John the Indian Quincy you Myers, tortured. And the Cherokee are all taking care of your men right now. So they won't be bothering us. That's when you start to see that panic slowly going over Richard Brown's face. He was like, you wouldn't do anything to me. You're a good man, a moral man. Jamie was like, I'm also a violent man. Any good that is within me is due to my wife. And you tried to take her from me. I was like, I was sitting there watching this like this. I was like, oh, this is about to be good. Now, I will say this for this scene. The thing that made me mad was that we didn't see Richard Brown get his justice. No. Because they but you know there's a body. <laughs> you don't have to be guessing later if he's dead or not. He's dead. Yeah, right. He. Oh, he's dead. He's just dead. The, just the way that they even did that it's almost like um it's almost like a batman thing you know how batman will threaten somebody and then all of a sudden he he pulls the cape and you see nothing but black and you already know that that person is being taken care of when i say jamie was so cool and he was looking at richard brown so intently and richard brown is still sitting there like you're not gonna kill me you wouldn't kill me in cold blood you wouldn't dare. <laughs> Jamie said, make your peace with the Lord if you must. Mr. Brown, you get the music 
And then all of a sudden you see Jamie go towards him and then it, it fades to black. I was like, y'all not going to show us what he did? No. And that's why I'm like, tied up with the bow. We got Claire is not on trial anymore. She's been cleared. And your brown situation is over because you were we tired of the browns. With the browns. You're done. There's there's no more browns. There's Finally. No more browns. Finally. Because when I said that goddamn storyline. <laughs> I know. You always <laughs> like, I'm I'm tired of the browns. I want this to be wrapped up. It's it's been wrapped up for you. Thank you. Because between him and his brother, his brother was still th that storyline and the whole ether that that still was the most irritating. I think for me, that was probably the most irritating plot point in all of the seasons of Outlander. Lionel Brown, y'all, they, mm -hmm. they dug that one into the ground. I'm glad it's over, but now I'm glad Richard Brown is over. I'm glad Claire is safe. We don't have to do any of this anymore. Let's move on and see what the hell else they're about to get into. Because you know they're not going to stay out of trouble for too long. Mm -hmm. Trouble just seems to follow them. But I tell you, this episode was such a good episode to come back because everything flowed in a good at a good pace. You got your closure of your brown situation. We oh, you know, you you got your closure of a brown situation. Yes, you got your closure maybe of the christie situation i mean we don't know what somewhat we, we don't right know we still need to know is. the murder right and we'll right. we don't know what alan is the murderer right right but at least we do have closure on that end in that claire is no longer accused of her murder she can right. go back home she can go back to living her regular life i mean as regular as it can be for you to have been a part of this this journey and this trauma i mean because again they went through a lot they got attacked she got attacked her moral character has been attacked her husband her husband's moral character has been attacked um you know someone that she considered a friend has sacrificed himself for her not only that has unrequited love for her and she has to make she's gonna have to find some kind of way to make peace with that mm -hmm. because how do you reconcile yourself to something like that like that's that's survivor's guilt 101 like someone sacrificed themselves for you and now you have to sit there and kind of pick up the pieces and understand why this happened and you know it's like for claire she's probably going to sit there and think was there something i could have done to prevent this like i didn't encourage him i didn't make him fall in love with me that wasn't anything that she was trying to do Yet it happened anyway. She's going to feel a little guilt about that. Mm -hmm. Even though that is nothing she could have controlled. You know, we don't control who we fall in love with. Especially for a situation like his. Like, he basically swore off love. He didn't think it was in the cards for him. And especially after what he went through, why would you? A lot of people would be like, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, his heart was hardened. So, mm -hmm. But you know, this is Claire we're talking about. Yep, that's what I'm saying. Yep. But so. I, I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was I thought it was so good. We got we got so many different sides to Jamie. You know, you got the tough side, you got the tender side, you got I'm sorry, that was a little bit of red Jamie coming back, but he was right. a more calm 
version. He wasn't uh, the uh, older, older. He one. was an older, yes, older, more mature, sure, yes, Red Jamie. But he was still like, I am a moral man, but I'm a violent man too. Let me show you just how much. Definitely. Like, you know Jamie's reputation. This is a man who killed your brother, wrapped him up, and then brought him to your doorstep and laid him very gently on the floor. And if see, that's that what Brown... But see, at that point, Brown thought, okay, see, he's a good man because his brother did do something and he brought me my brother. See, that was nice of him. See, you... Anybody you, who will kill somebody and then calmly bring them back and show respect... That's the sign of a mind that ain't wrapped too tight. Right, but see, Brown didn't think about that. He was like, he's a kind man because of that, because he brought my brother. It, I don't care. I'm not bringing your body back to your wife, but I'm going to kill you. She, and, and his wife is, will probably be glad about it. Very happily. Look, just... But we learned from, look, we learned from this episode, back. too. Take his body back so we can see how the baby is doing. But other than so, <laughs> We also we also see how this season is going to go because that means we're going to move with a different type of pace since we're trying to get different things you taken care get, of. You're trying to get three books worth of stuff. Right. So I see we're going to be moving a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm here for it. Me too. Um, I think the only complaint, and I don't even really know if I, if I would call it a complaint because... I think when I watch I watched the episode before we started discussing it tonight, and that was like maybe my third or fourth watch. Mm -hmm. I did not like the new theme song. I, I was about to ask you about that. I'm like, oh, maybe she'll get to it at the end. I did not like it when I first heard it. And then the more I hear it, I'm like, okay, it's not so bad. I think the part that I don't like is the breathiness when you're singing it. And I've heard a lot of people discussing it and they're like, oh, she sings it with such emotion, such passion. It's Sinead O'Connor who's singing it. Mm -hmm. And I understand that, but I also like, I have Sinead O'Connor's voice one way in my mind and it's very strong and it's very, mm -hmm. you know, husky, but not breathy. I don't like breathy singing. And she mm -hmm. does a lot of breathiness in this, version of the song so it's like I'm sitting here listening and I'm like I don't really care for it but I think the more I hear it, it it's I don't I won't say it's growing on me but I don't hate it as much maybe by a few more episodes I'll have listened to it and been like okay I do like it okay we'll try, try singing it huh try singing it no. and then you'll see how you really feel no because the first time i heard it too i was like okay this is all right a little, a little different here mm -hmm. then when be honest i've watched the second episode and i'm i start singing along i can't even sing with her it okay i'm not feeling this <laughs> i'm like what path are we taking i was all off key ahead with words but it was I'm kind like, of like that last season with the gallic version but I realized with the Gallic version it's because I'm not used to hearing Gallic singing. Mm -hmm. And like, after I heard it a couple of times, it, it sounded good to me. Cause I was yeah, like, you can flow I, with I, it. You yes, can go I with it. I liked his voice. I liked the way mm -hmm. he was singing it. 
and mm-hmm. also because you have to realize it it is a cultural thing when you listen to a lot of celtic singing or uh, or the gallic singing there are some there are some notes that sound off to us or that sound off pitch but that's how they sing mm-hmm. and i was like okay i like this i really like it and then i get this version and i'm like I, I didn't care for it either. That's all I was waiting for you to talk about it. I didn't care for it. The first time, okay, it was a little different. Mm-hmm. And then the second time when I was doing something in the, in the background trying to sing to it, and I was totally, again, off key, ahead of the song, and I wasn't matching up. I'm like, I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. Because all the other songs I would at least hum to, sing to, and it just made some sense. Right. And here I'm like, okay, this is a little different, so I'm going to do the skip intro. Every time I'm watching the show. <laughs> and you know, it's so funny. So it's okay. It's so funny because I posted in the um in the Outlander group that we both belong to. We have a local group called the Sassanac Sisterhood. And I posted in the group uh on the group page and I was like, my own personal opinion, I hope for the final season they go back to the original Skyboat song because I love Ray Yarbrough's voice and the way she too. sings it. So everybody has been putting their different opinions and there are some people who agree with me and then there are some people who are like, I like it. You know, like I said, she sings it with such passion and blah, 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 blah. And um, one of the comments was, you guys actually listen to the intro every time. <laughs> Like, yeah, because I yes. love the song. Like I, I did. I, I mean, every season, every yeah, show. Yeah. So, but this one I may skip intro, and yeah. I'm not feeling the passion. So, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna watch again and 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 listen for the passion. I can hear it, but like I said, it also comes through in that breathiness, which is uh, which is something I don't really like listening to singers singing that. Me neither. Breathy, oh. I don't know. Marilyn Monroe singing "Happy Birthday to the President," remin- that kind of thing. I I don't like it. So so. Well, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll I'll keep listening and see if no. It- <laughs> I'll do one more episode to listen for the passion, and then after that, I'm gonna be like the other friends on the on the page. I'm gonna skip intro. Because most shows I do skip. This one I didn't. I just let it play, have it. Like I'll maybe move around, go get something real quick to drink right. or something or okay. just, mm-hmm. but I li- yeah. listened to it. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I sat and I listened to it and I was like, no. every single time I've watched this episode, I've listened to it because I'm like, okay, it doesn't sound as bad. Because when I first heard it, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I did not like it at all. I was like, really? This is and I, I don't know, because I like Sinead O'Connor's voice. So I do too. There was just something about it I just did not like. But like I said, it's a different style of singing. And I'll I'll try to get used to it. But no, I'm all for the I'm, original. I, I like the original. Yeah, I do. I do. And I always like the original. So yeah. yeah. So it actually, um, I have the original on one of my playlists. I actually have a playlist that's all Bear McCrary stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have a lot of the Outlander stuff. Um, and her voice is just one. It's like I listen to the other versions of the song and I'm like. Eh. Right. And next season we'll have Mariah Carey. You know what? No, I'm just kidding. 
So you could have held that and that would have been us signing <laughs> off. But I have a couple of things that I want to talk about that's supposed to be coming up okay. in next the next episode. So we're going to let that comment just slide. <laughs> we're going to let it slide. Because I am a Mariah Carey fan of her earlier stuff, not her later stuff when she starts doing the breathy stuff. I'm like, no, give me. Yeah, I am too. But anyway, I mean, we can't have Whitney Houston. And if we do, I'm in a different type of world. Yeah. In a different universe. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, so it'll be those two. Yeah. No, or no, you give me some Barbara Streisand. Give me Barbara Streisand. Not for the Outlander theme song. I don't want that. That is not what I want. No. Mm -mm. (laughs) Give me Rhea Yarbrough. Give me her back. I'll be good. Oh, no, I'll take her too. Her. Not that. Now I'm being serious now. Her, that would would be nice too. Oh, yeah. I'm serious with her. I'm not serious with Mariah Carey. I was joking, everyone. Yes. Because that means that Brianna's probably going to meet her brother for the first time, which yes. I, I like it. Um, I like it that he's older because I believe in the books, Willie was still probably a young teenager mm-hmm. when he and Brianna met. I don't think he was quite this old. And I think even here, he's what, 19, 20, I think he said, or, or mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, I think 18? he's 19. He okay. Yeah, he's somewhere in that. So, um, yeah but also um brianna has the baby yes mandy is gonna be here and i know what happens oh okay i don't know if they're gonna do it the way that it is in the books but i'm like okay that's the only spoiler i know of from over the years Gotcha. When we have talked about Brianna going back and forth. So that's the only thing I do know. Yeah. Okay. That okay. So, that's a possibility. I don't know if they will do it, but it's I know it's a possibility. Right. That, so. that she and Roger have to go back to the future. Yeah. In the books, Mandy has um she has a heart murmur. And you know, you know, of course, that's when they have the little hole in their heart and it usually closes up and hers doesn't. So mm-hmm. she has to go back. Um, to get it fixed. Now, I don't know if they're going to do it the way they were in the books because in the books, Mandy was a little bit older when okay. she went back. I think she was like maybe three or four. Okay, so we'll have some time back, but if they if, do it that way. Yeah, if they do it that way, but if not, then we're going to get them going back a lot sooner, which I'm not ready for. Well, well, I guess everyone, this will be a spoiler. So in the books, if they do leave, do they, when, when do they leave in the books? Can so you say, like, a, like what book? book? Um, that is, I want to say that is also Echo in the Bone. So you don't know if they come back. I don't because I'm not oh. in the story. Okay. See so that, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, the only thing I know of is you told me a long time ago that she does go back, but. Now, I don't know if she comes back. See, I don't know that. 
And wow. now because they're because they're going to fit so much of the last few books into these seasons, I don't want to go and read it. Yeah. Because, so because you'll be like me, you won't know what's going on. <laughs> at all. At and all. what path and what path we're going to take. Ooh. So we'll be on this journey together. Right. Because I'm like literally trying to figure out, honestly, I was trying to figure out how is this all going to end? I'm not even, I'm not even going to try to go there because. And where we just end and there's some type of peace. See, I, I, I Or someone, or Jamie passed away or Claire passed away. I don't know. And and I can tell you now, I don't need to see either one of them pass away. That does not need to be how the story ends for me. I don't need to know. Like it could be them living to old age, and then we get the explanation of how his ghost is seeing her. We can see that. I don't have to see. I don't need to watch either one of them. No, I I, I would truly want the notebook ending. They just die in each other's arms, old age. You understand what I'm saying? Huh. Or a bomb is about to go off, and they say they goodbyes together, and they embrace, and a bomb goes off. I don't want that. Kind I'm of just saying. Well, that no matter well, what, I, mean, I can't see them separated. It will be hard to watch her grieve him, or he grieves her. I mean, I just couldn't see that. So yeah. I rather they go together, right, in a, well, a peaceful way. We. You have to remember the re the whole reason why Brianna came back was because of the obituary saying that they died in a house fire. Right. That has not nothing close to that has happened yet. So no. that may still happen. Which again, horrible way to die. It is. I don't need to see it. I don't need to see it. So hopefully that that's not going to be what it is. But no. So I, I'm again the notebook. They're together. old. The notebook, they're old at the end, very old, and they die together in each other's arms, embracing. I'll that take that. That would be perfect. Right. Because I don't know how this, you know what I'm saying, how this is going to go. Well, luckily, we don't have to worry about that for quite a while because, like I said, there are 16 episodes in this season, and we're just on the first one. So we still have a ways to go. And then there are, I believe, mm -hmm. seven episodes in the next season. So we still have 23 episodes. Right. But she currently um, writing. Right. And she's currently writing the last book. So here's the thing. Apparently, she kind of snuck in an 11th book as well that she might or might not be writing. So I was like, oh, okay. I didn't read anything about that because it was on a page that had some spoilers and I, I don't do spoilers. I don't even know what's, what's happening. Like I haven't heard anything that has happened in the ninth book, which is the book that came out this past December. I haven't heard anything. I don't want to know anything. So I saw that article. I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm going to put that away for later and I'll read it later. Yeah, don't apparently read it. there mm -hmm. may be an 11th book. So Okay, so she's really into that book and something is sparking her to be like, now nah, they have another story to tell. Right. right, unless it has to do with some, like, I don't know if she's writing separate stories for Brianna and Roger. Like I said, I don't know if they ever come back to this time. I don't know if Claire goes back to the future. I don't know what happens with those characters. So maybe this could be something that's kind of like a, an, a, a spinoff maybe who knows or mm -hmm. she like you said she could have more story to tell because the way that she says she writes she doesn't come up with an outline like she literally writes 
what her characters tell her to write. So it mm-hmm. could be that Jamie and Claire yeah. were like, oh, excuse me, we got more to say. So right, that's what I'm saying. They they have more to say, and there's some, and she has different strings, and she's like, oh, this one now connects. Mm-hmm. Oh, it needs more time to mm-hmm. develop. So yeah, I'm okay. Here for it. Well, yeah. So we'll we'll just see. Um, you have any final thoughts on this episode? Um, no. Enjoyed the episode. The only thing I just found that was a little bit more difficult to get through. It wasn't difficult to get through, but. I I really didn't really care about Roger and Brianna in this episode. I wanted more of Claire, and Jamie. Jamie, and Christy, honestly. Okay. It was like, oh, okay, I guess we need to find out what's going on with them. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm okay if we didn't. I was okay. It was okay. I know setting things up. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, let's go back. I need to go back. Right. Because this, this heifer right. better not be on this this ship and it goes away. I'm telling you, we're not doing another sea adventure. No. See, that's what was in my mind playing. Like, okay, all right, come on, let's go back. I need to see what's happening. Yeah, see, Outlander has the sea adventures, whereas, you know, in everything else we watch, you know, Anthony and I are always talking about them walking through the forest forever. Outlander has the sea adventures. And like I said, Claire needs to stay clear from a boat. She she can't right. At this point, she can't go back to England. She can't go back to Scotland because that means she would have to get on another boat. No, she can't do it. She's just gonna have to right. That's in the America. Thank you. So because and that's what I was wanting to see. Yeah. So I was like, oh, Roger. mm -mm. Yeah, Claire and Boats Mm -hmm. don't do. They they don't they don't have a good history. Right. So that's what I was. My focus was. Okay. All right. Well, we will see what happens in the next episode. But for now, that is it for our show. You can find us online at www.phantomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. You can chat with us on our Discord channel. You can watch our videos on our YouTube channel, and you can listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.